Welcome to the Taproom Post Net Podcast. I am Delta Zero Four, and we will be covering the Nets topic of the week. Welcome, y'all. I am Delta Zero Four, located in the Redoubt of the South. This is Taproom Postnet Podcast, episode 14-18. Every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern, Taproom has an amateur radio HF net. The primary purpose for the net is to promote self-reliance and preparedness in all aspects of modern life. The goal of the net is to share and disseminate information that can help everyone achieve individual independence and self-reliance. During the net, we'll have a topic of the evening, so this podcast is a summary of the combined knowledge our check-ins share during the Taprin Nets. If y'all have questions about Taprin, feel free to go to the following website, www.amron.com. Phonetically, that's www.alpha-mike-romeo-romeo-oscar-november.com. In the beginning of this year, the Amron Group and Taprin Group merged, so you can find Taprin information, including the net schedule and frequency, at the Amron site. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll cover the October 5th Taprin Net topic. And we're back. Unfortunately for October 5th, 2014 check-in report, I kind of goofed up, everyone. I have this very, very high-tech way of recording check-ins during the net. It's called the pen and paper. Yep, I know, don't fall over in y'all's chairs from the shock factor. Well, I accidentally shredded the October 5th list before doing this podcast, so I greatly apologize for doing that. No matter my mistake, I still want to thank everyone for checking in. Before we cover our topic, I have one reminder. The Taprin Digital Net is on the first and third Sunday of the month. It's at 8 p.m. Eastern on 7.078 plus 1200 using Contestia 4 250. The net control station is in Virginia. Check the Amron.com local nets page for information. This week's topic was what extra preparedness, if any, are you doing for Ebola? Folks, believe it or not, this is going to be a short podcast. The great thing is that check-ins sounded pretty calm while we discussed this subject. I personally think it has to do with two things. One, most like-minded folks that checked in sounded like they were well-prepared if, and that's a big if, an Ebola outbreak happens in their area. And two, they were staying informed with the latest news and gathering information about Ebola. I'll cover some of the basic items that they said they already had, and the key word being already. There are four basic items that a prepared person is suggested to have for any pandemic. Gloves, mask, suit, and either goggles or a face shield. If you don't have them already, maybe check out Amazon. Even some of the online medical supply companies will run sales on those type items. Now some of y'all may be asking what type gloves. Any nitrile glove will do. Some folks recommend double gloving. The one suggestion I would like to make is try to get the correct size for all families. Family 
members, even if that means purchasing a couple of different sizes. For instance, extra large gloves are too big on me, making it a little tougher to do skills with your hands, but medium gloves on someone else may run a big risk of ripping during a task. The type respirator mask to help protect against Ebola has been a bit of a controversy. Some folks recommend N95 and some recommend even more protection like a P100. If you look up the different codes for the masks, like N for non-oil-based particles and P for oil-based particles, you'll be able to make your own decision on which mask to use. Gowns or medical suits are another interesting subject. The CDC recommends Tyvek suits, but in case y'all didn't know, there are some suits called Tykem, which are a little more expensive but provide a little more protection because the seams are sealed and the material feels a little bit thicker. If you are tight on money, one suggestion was you can duct tape the seams on a Tyvek suit. No matter what type of suit you get, my suggestion on this item is when determining a size to purchase, consider the type of clothes you will be wearing. For instance, during the heavy winter, depending on where you live, you may be bundled up in layers and that large Tyvek suit may not fit over all those clothes. No matter what, we'll all be looking like the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters, so please consider buying a suit that will work for all seasons. Last is goggles or face shield. This one is pretty easy. You can pick up some inexpensive goggles at any big box do-it-yourself store. Now that covers the basic personal protection equipment, but don't forget cleaning supplies. Lots of Clorox and soap for washing hands can go a long way. So for not too much money, you and your family can have some preventative supplies on hand if Ebola or any pandemic ever breaks out in your location. Another suggestion I have is be aware of your surroundings at places you frequently go to. For instance, work. I have a little story to tell y'all. This past week, I noticed a new additional first aid box in my office break room. It was titled, quote-unquote, Bloodborne Pathogens Infection Control Kit. Now understand, I do not work in a medical field, and my office is just a plain old corporate leased building, so naturally it raised my curiosity. Since the box was just casually propped up on top of the basic first aid kit that's always been there, I decided to take a look inside this new box. Even though the package inside was sealed, it listed the contents, along with the items you'd expect to be in there, like a mask, gown, gloves, there were a few items that caught my attention. Those were absorption material. My first thought was kitty litter, two plastic biohazard bags, and a scoop pan for a way to put the absorbed bodily fluid into a plastic biohazard bag. Now you may have kitty litter and a scoop pan and some big plastic bags somewhere in your house, but it might be a good idea to have a small amount of those supplies near your medical supplies. Then, if you ever do need to clean up some bodily fluid, fluid, you have the supplies right there ready to go. The biggest advice most check-ins gave is having at least enough food, water, and medical supplies so that you can isolate your family during the incubation period of any pandemic. For Ebola, most experts are saying anywhere between 2 and 21 days, which brings up a good point. Since most check-ins already had various supplies, what most of them were doing was getting educated on Ebola to determine what, if anything, extra they needed. The type things to know about any virus are the symptoms, how it spreads, and the incubation period. And please don't forget the recent increase of enterovirus D68 with the kids and the upcoming influenza season. Between having some supplies,
supplies already on hand, gathering as much information as you can on a virus, and staying in touch with the latest news, you can keep yourself and your family calm and as prepared as possible for a pandemic if it ever happens in your area. All right, y'all. That is all for this episode. A special thanks to those who checked into the net and provided us all the great information to share. God bless everyone. Until next week, this is Delta Zero Four, clear.